1: You guys know what? Today is a very, very special episode, and I know I say that a lot because I truly love all the people that we talk to, and honestly, I learned so much from doing this podcast, and I made so many good friends, but today is a little bit different. Today is our first group podcast, which I am bringing on my people. I am bringing on today something that we have talked about probably for about three months or so, I have by far some of the most fun, amazing friends throughout women of IAOA. We're actually also in a mastermind group called BT30. And through that, we kind of have this little side group of women who just kind of get together. We're all agency owners. We talk about things that are important to us. We help. We encourage and honestly, it's like a therapy session. So we've invited you to come today on the Power Women and Insurance podcast and be a part of our therapy session. But In all reality, we actually have been talking about something recently that we all feel is very, very important to women and to people everywhere. So if you're a man out there, this is totally a thing for men and women, but we are talking today about imposter syndrome, and I want to be able to introduce real quick the amazing panel, if you will, it's a really formal word, but the amazing women that have joined me today. So I'm actually just gonna go across my screen and we're gonna start off with Kai. Kai, say hello to everybody and tell us where you're from real quick, just in like a real quick, uh, two seconds. Oops, sorry, I didn't tell you we were doing this beforehand. Hi, I'm in Birmingham, Alabama. Thanks so much. Kai Smith in Birmingham, Alabama, Alabama. Lisa.
2: Hi, I'm Lisa Hangel. Um, up from Minnesota, Minneapolis, Minnesota. Awesome, Beth.
1: Hello, Beth Laforest, Hudson, Wisconsin. All right, and Ashley.
2: Hi, Ashley
3: Mastowski, Las Vegas, Nevada.
1: All right, so we're all over the country, and as you guys know, my name is Teresa Kitchens, and I am actually out of Dallas, so uh, Dallas, Texas. I think everybody knows where Dallas is, but Dallas, Texas. So today we're talking about imposter syndrome. Imposter syndrome, I want to make sure that I kind of read the Wikipedia uh, uh, definition of it because it is so powerful. Imposter syndrome is loosely defined as doubting your abilities and feeling like you're a fraud. It disproportionately affects high-achieving people. I want to make sure people hear that. It disproportionately affects high-achieving people who find it difficult to accept their own accomplishments. Many people question whether or not they're deserving of those accolades. And so today we have those high-achieving women here to be able to talk about it. And I appreciate you guys for joining me today. Thank you, you guys.
2: Thank you. Thanks, Teresa.
1: All right. So, imposter syndrome, all right? Imposter syndrome, a lot of it is that we don't see ourselves as other people see us, right? And we've kind of talked about that in the past. And um, we actually kind of did a little bit of a worksheet at one point on this. And it talked about how do you see yourself? And you kind of had four or five different points of how you see yourself versus four or five points of how you think other people see you. And when we went through that, I thought it was very enlightening to me about how I see myself versus how other people see me. And um, I mean, I'll kind of go ahead and start first that I see myself as, um, uh, I still see myself as inexperienced. I still see myself as um, a little bit overweight. Um, Not a little bit, I'm, I'm a good amount overweight, but I still see myself as the reality of being kind of someone who didn't have enough education in the sense that, I mean, I have my undergraduate degree, but like I didn't have like, you know, 30 years in the insurance industry and I didn't go through, you know, the the whatever companies training programs and, and all of that. And I still see myself as not enough in so many different ways. And you guys were so awesome to be able to come back and say, that's totally not how we see you and that's not how the world sees you. So I'd like to kind of open up that conversation a little bit about how you guys see yourselves a little bit, maybe from that conversation versus some things you learned as we went through that and shared how we see each other as well because I know you guys were super um, awesome about making sure that I knew and understood and and I think about it all the time which is part of the reason why I wanted to come back to this podcast that I come through as much more confident than I feel like I am that I come through as much more knowledgeable than I think I am and I really appreciate that because whenever I do get scared or whatever I I remember that so what what did you guys kind of take from that conversation as well
0: Uh, I think that we were all, we, it, all of us could relate to that. And it's this little voice in your head. Right. And I actually had a staff member this week that, um, she told me what the name of that other person that talks bad to herself is. And I laughed so hard. So I think I need to actually come up with a name for that nasty voice that talks in your head. But I have the same, I have the same similar because I only have my AA degree. And I started this 21 years ago as a receptionist. So sometimes I still feel like a receptionist, and I don't really actually know how to view myself. Often. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Um,
2: Lisa okay I'm gonna jump in for two seconds um so Teresa I first crossed paths with you in the fall of 2019 and I can't remember exactly how it happened but you must have mentioned something somewhere about having a B- this bt30 group and I just jumped into your private messages so fast I'm like oh what is this bt30 group I want to find out about this one and I don't know how I got in because I know that not very many people have gotten in I think it was just completely random caught you at a weak moment and you were like oh sure I'll add you right a now weak moment. so yeah. So I like, I headed to the group and I was like, felt completely underprepared in that group. Like it's a group of people who meet every other week. Um, zoom cause across the country, agency owners that are experienced and confident and have a ton to share. And right off the bat, I'm like, I'm going to be an observer in this group. Like this is what I'm going to do. And that was a few months before the San Diego conference. And at the San Diego conference, I didn't realize that you were going to be a speaker. I didn't, Um, put anything together, I sit in the audience. And all of a sudden, there you are, you're speaking up there. And I'm just like, Oh, my gosh, she is just as impressive in real life, as she is on that zoom. And I'm just like, so grateful to be in her world and absorb some of this. And then to hear you say, when we were having our meeting just a couple of months ago, your image of yourself, which you just shared on this podcast, I just was like, my jaw dropped. I was like, that is literally 180 degree different from what my image of you is. And it's been almost two years. And I have like, I mean, you and I text and talk. I mean, it's not like I only see you when you're like got your professional self on like I see you at your weakest moments, and and completely impressed and not at all have the same vision of you that you share that you have of yourself. Mm -hmm. So then that made me like wonder, like, oh, I feel like I can be an observer, a fly on the wall. I don't feel like people are paying attention to me or looking at me because I don't feel like I have a ton to share in this realm. Like in my world, I have four kids. They better listen to me. Like I've got (laughs) confidence in my life. But when it comes to like, yeah, (laughs) they better. When it comes to like being an agency owner, like I don't feel like I have a ton to share yet. And then the other thing that I was going to say to you, Beth, that, um, I love is that you are totally, like you said, tons of experience in this. I, you know, that you're one of my go-to people when I'm like, okay, this is a really high level question. Who would be able to give me some insight on this? Like I always go to you about, and to hear you say that, like, I, I understand that you started out as a receptionist or an order taker or different things. Um, how do we shake that? How do we shape that that is where the core came from and recognize that other of our professional peers see us in a completely different light? I don't know it's amazing i I applaud you both for being so vulnerable and sharing your image of yourselves.
0: I think that one of my first breakthroughs with it, and i I still struggle with it, but I think it it was put into light when all of us started talking about it, and we and just exactly like what you were saying, Teresa. And you touched on this. It truly says the um, ha- other people telling you how they see you, and then you're like, "Oh, okay." That then you realize that there's, you know, there's a misalignment there.
3: Yep. Yep. Yeah, but- I, I think it came more to light for me when I left the captive world because you have people around you, you have corporate, mm-hmm. you have leadership that's following up with you um you know obviously I had team members I mean I wasn't an agent but um my agent was there and even as an agent you have leadership and then when you go independent and scratch I don't really have anybody so now I question myself mm-hmm. or am I doing it right so now that's kind of where it I think where it came more to light for me is mm-hmm. I work by myself I don't have any of reinforcements or to even know what I'm doing so I question everything.
2: That's interesting Ashley and that's part of the reason why this particular group of ours is like so key. For sure. <laughs> oh so I I it's funny because I guess when
4: I think of imposter um I think credential wise I I'm there um I don't I don't my naggy voice is a, my voice is a little different um and I I And it is not so much that I'm not capable or I'm not good enough, you know, um, I've got my degrees, I've got all that stuff. Um, My voice is a little different because insurance is not, uh, insurance is a male, one, the first voice is I'm a woman. Mm -hmm. That just, I can't get rid of that. So when we, um, you know, when you're a producer and you work in agencies, You kind of have an idea that it's male dominated, but you really don't know that until you go to uh, conferences or to events where the agency owners are, Mm -hmm. then you walk in the room and you're like, whoa, Mm -hmm. there's not very many women and there's not very many, add on top of that black women, there's like maybe five in the room. If that, and many meetings, especially in Alabama, be it life, be it PNC, um, I represent both categories and I'm the only one in the room. Yeah. Um, and so that voice is always saying, you know, Kai, don't wear your hair natural. We should, I talked about yeah. this with you yeah. guys. Don't wear your hair natural. You need, you're going to a meeting tomorrow for years. I've been in this industry for 16 years. And uh, my husband even knows. He says, oh, you must have a meeting coming up. I'll straighten my hair. Um, you know, I'm so conscious of trying to fit in and blend in because I feel like um, there's nobody else in the room that looks like me. There's nobody else in the room that that understands. My market is different. And, um, you know, some of the struggles that I have with my market um, is a little bit different. So it's hard to discuss that. Um, and so I think that's just where, you know, I'm not good enough because I'm a woman and mostly men are you know, this is a male dominated industry. Um, there's no black folks in here, you know, that that kind of thing. Everybody, you know, I feel like the kid that that's sitting on the the bus seat by herself with no friends until 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 I met you, lovely ladies, <laughs> um, until I got into IAOA, and um, and that just you know, I think it has just been awesome because I feel like I found my tribe, I found you guys. And I feel totally accepted and, um, and validated in what I do. And I'm just grateful to you all for that. Mm, yeah. You're so You oh, are.
1: Absolutely.
2: Exactly. So um, to, responding to what both of you just said about how sometimes our image of ourselves changes based on feedback that we're getting from the world, whether it is someone directly telling you, that's not how I see you at all. Or just um, Kai, when you're talking about you walk into a space and notice you're the only woman or the only black woman. I was at a tr- all day training for PIA or something like that a couple of years ago. So it was a room that was filled. I mean, there are probably 200 people in it. And I tend to be a pretty confident person in general. And um, definitely, I always notice that there's so few women agency owners in these rooms, especially big rooms like that, definitely. But whatever the topic was that the speaker was talking about, and I don't even remember the specific topic, but he was talking about a powerful woman in the world. And I think it was like RBG or it was somebody who he said, did this room realize that this super powerful woman, did you all realize that she is five feet tall? And everyone just kind of started giggling and he's like, do we have any five feeders in the audience represent and I like stood up like yeah and I've always known I'm five feet tall I never think about it because that's my world and my reality but standing up I was like why don't I embrace this more like I this is me I'm five feet tall and I can still be a powerful woman in this industry and that was kind of like a training point for me like I never realized people would think five feet tall wasn't a powerful woman yeah. like this is a new thought for me
1: well, and I think too, that sometimes people give us one-off compliments, right? Like, oh, I like your hair or whatever. And we also kind of like diminish some of those like, oh, thanks. You know, it's a good hair day or something, you know, or somebody might say, hey, you did you did a great job on that, 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 that proposal, right? For that client. Oh, well, thanks. I, you know, I got a little help from somebody else maybe, or, you know, whatever it is. We tend to diminish when people tell us how awesome we are. So I think part of the part of this conversation was that when we really sat down and asked people, we didn't ask, it was part of the part of the conversation, what other people thought of us to some degree or how they perceived us, we we didn't allow each other to step back and say, oh, no, you know, that really wasn't, you know, oh, no, you know, because even when you were talking about, oh, Teresa, you know, I saw you at IAOA on the stage, to me, I was like, well, I didn't tell anybody I was speaking on stage either. Like almost like the BT30 people didn't even know I was speaking on stage. Like I didn't tell anybody, but Tom, Tom was the only person shout out to Tom Morgan. So we love Tom. We love Tom. Tom. So, um, anyway, but I, I literally like called him when they asked me and I was like, oh my gosh. And he's like, okay. So I said, and he and I literally worked out to some degree, I was like, here's my outline. Here's my thought process. And he goes, yeah, I like this. Maybe you could make this more of a point than that. And he has such a great spirit with all that, but it was really funny. I didn't, I didn't even want to tell people that I was <laughs> even going to be doing it. Like nobody knew I was doing it. People came up to me afterwards and went, Oh my, I had no idea you were doing that. Yeah. And, um, you know, and I don't, and, but it, it was because if I failed flat on my face, <laughs> I wanted, I don't know. I, I don't, yeah. I don't know what it was, but there was so much fear around that, but I loved how whenever we sat down and we talked, we didn't let each other get out of the the reality of the conversation of how we are really out there in the world. We didn't sit back and say, oh, you know, it's okay if, you know, we we didn't make excuses, right? We just loved on each other. And I think that's super powerful. And I think that's part of why this really stuck with each one of us in our own heads is because of the fact that allowed us all to 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 hear, to absorb, and not only from one person, but from four people, right? And four or five people talking about that one thing, and I think it was such a great. Um, I'd use the word social validation, but it was to some degree. It wasn't just my mom telling me how awesome I am. Right. And it wasn't just (laughs) my bestie, you know, or a couple of women after a couple of glasses of wine going, Hey girl, I love you. You know, it wasn't (laughs) because none of us
2: have ever done
1: that. You know, I mean, it was, it was just super real and it was super good at what 11 o'clock in the morning on like a Tuesday or whenever it was, we got together. Mm -hmm. Beth, did you want to say
0: something? I did. When you were talking, um, I actually looked up my notes from when you, what you were from the meeting that you were talking about. And, um, and I thought this was a good piggyback was what does, what does imposter syndrome, um, what does it do to you? Like what, you know, how does Mm. it affect you? And this for me was kind of the kick in the pants I needed to like really put it really change, be intentional, about not letting myself go down that road. And there's three things that says it holds you back. It devastates your confidence and it blocks your pleasure. Um, it, it, it blocks enjoying your success, the pleasure of enjoying your success. So I, I thought, well, that's nice. that's, I don't want to do any of that. No, I don't want to be held <laughs> back. I don't want things dinging my confidence. And I certainly want to enjoy what I've built. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah.
1: And I think that's super important. We've all, we're all building things, you know, and like Ashley said so well that when you go independent and you've had this team around you or whatever, I think even if you're married, you have a spouse and you make decisions together, right? You're always kind of a team, right? Mm-hmm. But All of us are independent agency owners where we don't have a a business partner necessarily. So making those decisions of, you know, am I spending my money correctly? Am I investing in the right, and we, we see it all the time online, the right management system, the right CRM system. You know, should I hire? What should I hire for? How do I hire? All of those questions were terrified Of taking the time, the money, and the resources away from what we're building. And we take all that really personally. Like, I've made some investments that have not ended up to be as profitable as I really think they should have been, or profitable at all, to tell you the truth. And then it (laughs) made me second guess my investments there forward. And as a business owner, I don't have anybody to blame but myself. But at the same point, I have to step up, take that responsibility because I don't have anybody else to blame but myself. But it doesn't mean that I'm doing a bad job, you know, and or
2: even that you're not qualified. I mean, it just means that risk didn't pan out at that moment for whatever reason. Yeah, I, I sometimes think we we don't give I mean, I know
3: we don't give ourselves enough credit because we've I think most of us or some of us have come from the corporate world. And before I opened my scratch agency, I was being recruited for captive companies where they give you premium builder, they give you free money for the first two, three years. And so you don't question those nearly as hard, those choices, those decisions, the right systems, all of that that you do because you have this added cash that you get to operate. And I come over to the independent side with no Mm -hmm. cash, absolutely one scratch going, how do I feed my family? And now I'm questioning everything but we have to look back and give ourselves a pat on the back because you know what? We're doing it, yep. we did it, and we did it all on mm-hmm. our own, girl. Yep. Yes. Woo. Yep.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, so
1: good. Just, I just feel like we need like a, like a, like a, like a ensemble. Yeah. After that. you, can know? you add to that, can you anybody add that did have crackin'? help. But, <laughs> yeah. We've got to give ourselves
3: some credit oh, here. Wow.
1: <laughs> yep, completely, completely. <laughs> Well, one of the things that our our class that we took or whatever you want to call our session that we were working on with that also talked about is being intentional about how do we want to be seen? And I think that's a really big thing is that By being a professional, by being um, a leader, okay, how do we want to be seen? How do we want, not only what do we perceive ourselves as, but then how do we want to be seen? So that way, maybe it's not an accident. Maybe we can craft this. Now, that doesn't mean being disingenuous, right? So it just means that if I'm on a professional call, maybe, you know, I don't need to be in my, you know, my sweats or something, right? I need to put forth my best my best foot, right? My best shoe, if you will, or whatever you want to call it. But the reality is, is it was a great conversation too about crafting our our image. And, and I hate to really put it that way, because in the back of my mind, I'm thinking how fake our 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 perceptions of certain people are because of maybe social media and how that creates a division between us and the rest of the world. And I don't, I don't want that to be what this may be implying. And I wanna make sure that's not the way that it is. But at the same point, it is being intentional about putting our best self forward in a very authentic way. How, what, what thoughts do you guys have about that?
4: Um, it's funny you said that about the social media because I think in, in our industry, um, that's a big deal. You know, you ha- there is a lot of testosterone floating around in our industry. And, um, you know, there's there are, you may think that, you know, there are times that I think, wow, I'm doing a great job or, or something like that and I'll post or put something. Um, and then I see other people and I don't want to compare myself to other people, but I do. And and I think we all do to some degree. And social media, when we are in our natural spaces as, it, as agents and brokers, um, every social media gives you, uh, uh, gives people the ability to hide behind a screen. And and so the comparison can be very Mm -hmm. dangerous, if that makes sense, because you're, you know, you're reading stuff and you're like, wow, you know, she's got it all together. He's got it all together. And I am just, you know, I am having the hardest time with HR make, you know, hiring people and, and, and here this person has you know, they're saying they have 15 people and all this stuff going on at their office. And I start feeling like I'm a total failure. And, you know, maybe, maybe I shouldn't, maybe, maybe I need to figure out something else because I'm never going to grow because I suck in that area. But then when you, you know, there've been times I've met people that have said all that. And then when you, when you meet them, It's not that way at all. They've kind of souped it up, um, you know, and made it look really great online. And here I am beating myself upside the head. And maybe I was on track with something, you know, a plan I had in place that actually would work. But there have been times that I've scrapped it because I saw something else and I thought, well, I'm doing it totally wrong. And, you know, someone will will comment and say, no, this is, you know, the best way to do it. And then, you know, you find out that the person really isn't doing it.
0: Right.
1: Absolutely. And I think was, Dangerous. I found out, too, that people have done these big presentations on systems and everything, and they don't, like, six months later, they're not even using them. <laughs> you know, like, they totally yes. scratched it, you know, kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. And, and so, but I think that, um, you know, that as we do that, we have to be really conscious of what we put out there into, into into the universe, either on social media, whenever we talk to each other, whenever we work with our children, whenever we work with our teams, whatever, because we can come across as knowing everything, right? But at the same point, we don't. And then on the same point of the other thing than that, we're here to mentor people. We're not here to overwhelm them. And we're not here to tell them, how they need to do it, we're here to share our knowledge and our experience, but not necessarily beat people down. And I think for me, as far as the image that I want to put off into the world is one of love and support and friendship and encouragement and truth in reality. And I don't want anybody to sit back and go, oh, well, you know, Teresa did this and that it was super easy because it probably wasn't. And so, I almost think that sometimes I over talk about how hard things are sometimes so that people know that there's reality here, right? Mm -hmm. Like with an agency acquisition, right? Everybody thinks, oh, it's just so easy. And, oh, I did this and the bank financing was this and we were all good. Well, the reality is, is that that's not the case that it is. And here I am, you know, 10 months later, still working on certain things, you know, it's a process and it's a structure. And but as we talk about building an agency, hiring people, you know, people like, oh, I've hired, you know, seven people this year. Well, okay, only two of them stuck, right? There's, right. we don't always hear the whole story. So I think for me, crafting my message out into the world, those are the key words that I wanted to make sure for me get really real in whatever I do. For me, it's not about, oh, I have an image of, colors or, or look or whatever. For me, it's how I want to make somebody feel when they, when they talk to me and when they work with me. Lisa.
2: I appreciate this group. I appreciate exactly what you're saying. I appreciate this group of the five of us. I appreciate the women's IAOA group and even the bigger, the bigger co-ed IAOA group. Um, because once, I start recognizing the same names, posting things. And I started saying, oh, I really like what they say. And when they put a comment, I pay attention to that comment. And that person, they look like they really have got it together and they're insightful and they're respectful. And um, I'm listening to what they say. And then kind of when you go down the road and you get to know people a little closer, this is one of the things that's stripping down my imposter syndrome. Because then when I get to know that person or those people on a different level, it's like, They have the same fears that I do. They have the same concerns that I do. They have the same hesitations to take certain risks that I do. And they're doing it. And my impression of them, not a fake impression, it's a genuine, true impression of who they are, is that they are, they've got it together. And so then I'm like, you know what? I can have these doubts. I can be worried about different things and still have it together. They're not two separate things. And I think that is like in the last six months and especially through this group, something that I'm learning more and more. I need to trust my instincts Mm -hmm. because even if, Teresa, of course, not every risk that we take is going to like turn out to be as profitable as we think it's going to be. But instinctively, I need to trust that in the world, like I have instincts of things that are genuine. And if they don't work out it's not for lack of trying or effort, it's just didn't work out one way or another.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love that. That, you know, and and I think that's part of being an independent agency owner, right? Is that we get to pick and choose what we want to be able to use and what works for Ashley might not work for me, right? She's in a totally different market. She's in Las Vegas, right? Her auto market is totally different from my auto market, right? Because of all the the Las Vegas stuff. Right. And, you know, she works with totally different clients in totally different spaces. Same thing with Kai, with Alabama, your, 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 your weather risks are totally different than we have in Texas. Right. So but we can learn and we can, we can share and we can yeah. do that. That's and really- I think that by picking the keywords about how we want to be able to be seen and how we want to be able to work with each other is really, really powerful. Beth. Mm-hmm. I was just going to say just the.
0: What popped into my head when you were talking, Lisa, is not attaching our worth to a result. Oh, interesting. Wow. That sounds like easier
2: said than done, Beth. Right? I agree. I with know, you. like the most simple words, but it's yes. not. That is, that's really, really, really good. I like that.
1: Well, and I think too, and I'm just going to throw this out there, that if we will also say every, I'm a huge I'm a huge fan of a guy by the name of John Martini. And, and I've talked about him a, a couple of times. I love John Martini. And John Martini says, one of the things he says is everything is on the way. Nothing is in the way. So mm. if we look at everything as taking us where we need to go in our life, right? That whether or not we have a great experience here or whether or not it was success or whether or not it was not a success, right? It puts us along the path of where we're going Because everything is on the way, not in the way. So how many things have we encountered in our life, period, that didn't go right, right? And I'll I'll just use a super personal example. My first marriage, right, was, was 16 years, lovely, amazing man, had two beautiful children from him. But I had to get through certain things with that to be able to become the person I am today. And if I wouldn't have had that as traumatic as the divorce was, and as much as I still adore him in a lot of ways, and as much we as we both hurt each other, because that's what divorce is is based around in a very honest way, it wouldn't put me as the the mother that I am, the business owner that I am, and the person I am, because, I mean, you know, and even going through my divorce with my Second and third husband, if you will. I mean, you know, it makes me sound like I'm such a hussy, but you know, Marcus, my second husband, who I divorced and remarried. Um, so it doesn't. It only I have two husbands, but three legally, but two people. Um, But because we went through what we went through, I went through this whole thing of telling people, I love you and you can make your own choices. So now when my kids get in deep, dark places, I just look at them and I say, I totally believe you are fully capable of dealing with this. I don't need to be helicopter mom. I don't need to go save you. I don't need to make this okay. This is your journey to learn how to be okay when you mess up, right? So with that, I love the idea. That, it, that, that just like you guys were talking about, there's nothing necessarily that's a failure. It's just, we, we label it as a failure because it didn't live up to our expectations or what maybe somebody else achieved with that avenue. But that if we look at everything as on the way, not in the way, I think it helps us to not, like Beth said, not take that as a personal flag of, 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 of our personal, I don't know, self-esteem situations that, that we go through.
2: That's good. I
1: like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we also talked about on our, on our group, we, there was this awesome personal mantra, right. And, um, and it just, I'm just going to read it real quick. And it just says, I am a blank. I excel at blank and blank and blank. I love that there are three blanks there because <laughs> it doesn't give us one. It gives us three things that we excel at. My confidence, presence, and value are a game changer for my organization. So if we look at, I am a powerful woman, right? I excel at building relationships, communication, and empowering other people, right? My confidence and presence, my confidence, presence, and value are a game changer for, and we can put any organization we want to in there. Say for women of IAOA, for BT30, for the Sterling Insurance Group. For you know the Kitchens Hunter clan, which is what we call our our family stuff, right? Because I kept my name when I remarried. But you know it should be the Hunter Kitchens clan, but we're going with that. But you know <laughs> Ashley's over here laughing at me. Everybody is. But you know what a powerful statement, mm-hmm. right? Do you guys ever go back to that? And like whenever you get this thing in your head, sometimes go back to the fact I have another one too. I am I am whole, perfect, and complete that's really super easy for me, that if I ever get in that moment, I think I am whole perfect and complete right now. You guys have maybe something in your head that you guys use in those moments?
0: Um, I, I have written down um, how, how you want, how you want to convey yourself to others, like who are, you know, from a authentic you, how do you, who do you want to convey that you are? So I had when we did that, like I wrote down
1: my words and I keep those in front of me. Mm-hmm.
0: It's right, you know, yeah. I love that. Mm-hmm. Hello, loyal listeners. Hey, are you a local agent struggling to find markets for your client? Maybe you, maybe not. Look no further than Nation Brokerage Solutions. With over 200 carriers, their comprehensive options give you what you need for your customers' ever-changing needs.
1: Anybody else have anything that you use to redirect yourself whenever you think about these things? Because I mean, it doesn't have to be like a a, a mantra. It could even just be pulling on the knowledge, which I know that we've already mentioned that we do, that whenever we get in these moments, we think back to our conversation, right, that that I am good, I am awesome, right, and um, and uh, I've been asked to speak at another event recently where I'm planning a, 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 a conversation for it, and as I pick my topic, and as I pick these things, I keep on having to remind myself in a really weird way that I'm there because of this other speaking event, right, that if somebody would not have seen me at this other event, and if that would not have occurred, I wouldn't be being asked to speak at this other event. But the fact that I'm having to do that cracks me up, right? It just makes me laugh some days. But even this week, I've had to really
2: battle with that. Lisa? Um, Not so much words to answer your question. Um, But one of the other things that we talked about in our group was that YouTube, and and I have since learned it's very, very famous. I just had never seen it before. But that woman talking about lots of different things, including the Wonder Woman pose, including how much body language actually translates directly oh, wow. into our brains, whether we are observing someone else's body language, or it is our own body language. Mm-hmm. So when I start to feel, um, or when I can, when I know it's going to be a tough day, or when I know know that I'm going to need a little extra confidence or a little extra reminder that I am where I am supposed to be. Um, I would start out on the treadmill, literally in that Wonder Woman pose with my hands (laughs) on my hips, because I think Beth challenged us to do for like two weeks every day, start with that Wonder Woman pose and see what it does. Um, And it helps. And it's it's just a reminder. It like goes straight from my physical body into my brain. Like, yes, I've got this and I don't have to worry about it.
1: Yeah. I'd like to make sure I just actually Googled it. That, 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 that YouTube video is your body language may shape who you are by mm. Amy Cuddy. Mm. C-U-D-D-Y. We'll make sure that that's in the show notes, but that was really powerful. It's only 21 minutes. And I thought that was amazing as well. And we've even pulled up an image or two in the women of IAOA, whenever people are having a hard day or whatever, and we're like, zoom, the, uh, the wonder woman pose, you know, and, I think I actually brought it up to my husband the other day. I'm like, I'm, I'm instigating the wonder woman pose right now. He's like, what are you doing? I go hey, a wonder woman. I'm,
0: I'm awesome right now. Beth. Yep. Oh my gosh. I'm laughing so hard. Do, do you know what I just did? Do you know what I did with my team this week? So one of our carriers, this is a side note and then I'll actually get back to what I was actually going to say, but one of our carriers sent our team a full superhero costume. <laughs> with capes, masks, leggings, a shirt, what? like the whole thing. No way. So when I went up to our location up north on Wednesday, we all got into our superhero costumes. And one of the pictures <laughs> I took was me doing the superhero pose. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Really? Really? You, do to.
1: To, <laughs> what if we did, what if we did... And I'm just going to throw this out there. I probably shouldn't even do this on a podcast because if we don't do it, I'm going to be held accountable. But what if we do is, like bobbleheads or whatever for like our team that are like little wonder wonder people? Oh, now, awesome. We I could like buy it. them like as a, as a group, right? Like they don't yeah. have to like the yes. custom ones, right? Yeah. But we could do something that's like whatever. And then we could buy them like in bulk or something like that. And then I think that would be super fun. I, I, I
0: love too. it. So <laughs> Teresa, you were talking about the event that you're going to be speaking at. And that triggered my memory, because that was something that we learned about in this program that we've been kind of working through. And um, so I, I looked up my notes, because I just apparently love writing notes because
1: (laughs) i'm impressed that you can find them i write notes and then they end up like scattered all over i keep
0: i keep one notebook at a time and then i tell the date range anyway i have i have a system to that anyway so i'm going to read this to you because i first of all we learned this the second of all i think it's it's a good circle back and it may be of value to you as you prepare it says set an intention for your interactions decide how you want to show up beforehand so you are perceived how you want align thoughts and words about on how you want to be perceived and communicate in the manner that you will be perceived how you want oh i like that mm-hmm. i like that
1: i do too i do That's too good. i have a couple of months to prepare so i may i may come back to you guys for more encouragement <laughs> just kidding <laughs> <laughs> But I do, I do think that's really important. And, and I really want all the listeners out there to, to think through finding your people, right? Because like Kai said so early on to this process, it's that by finding a group of people who are like-minded to you, who maybe know what you're going through, who might be in the same place in life that you are. Maybe if you're a young mom and you, you really wanna be able to work through some of those things, right? Like Lisa and I, Crack me up, Lisa. Lisa and I were literally like, I thought, what, like two months apart, three months apart, I think. Uh huh. And, I'm after, girls. yeah. So, like, she went through her birthday and I was like, girl, I'm the same age as you. And yeah. then I posted something about my daughter's birthday and she's like, oh my gosh, my daughter's birthday is like <laughs> in a month of each other. So, yeah. and, 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 no, it was a high school graduation thing. And I was like, girl, I graduated the same year you did. <laughs> so, it's really funny that you find people in different. Uh, stages of life right that really bond with you like Ashley is amazing and fabulous and, owned and opened up this amazing agency and then she turns around and is about to have twins yes. which I'm super excited about I mean I am Actually, just- I question my choices <laughs> <laughs> well we got
2: your back girl we got your
1: back so we need know.
2: some twins we need some babies in this group Ashley Seriously. Baby pictures passed around.
1: (laughs) They will be. We're going to be like, we're going to, all of our Zooms are going to have to have an extra 30 minutes so that we can love virtually on your babies every day. We're going to be like, hold them up. Come on, let us love on them. (laughs) So, you know, and Kai was so awesome at being literally when she shared what she did and she shared it a little bit here as well about how feeling so alone and so different right? That even the way that we, that it it was really funny because she mentioned that that over COVID and all this other stuff, and you mentioned it here, that's why I'm actually referring to it, that you felt really comfortable being yourself. And I literally, when you shared that for the first time, literally, I think we were all just like silent because it just touched my soul to such a degree that it was powerful.
2: Mm-hmm. It was just so all. powerful.
1: I do. Um, for the listeners there, yes,
4: I've, I've been in insurance for 16 years, but I have never found my tribe. This is the first time that, and and I was captive for eight years, and and like Ashley said, um, all the resources were there. The they, you know, they they have all of this support around you. But um, my growth by being in this tribe has been just so much more i get out of uh, seeing you guys i look forward to seeing you guys i don't mind if you know you don't care if my hair is curly or if, if i'm sitting in <laughs> in a building that's halfway done or or any of the antics yeah. but um but i know that you're there and i know that i can always send a message like i'm not really sure how to do this teresa how did you do this or beth how are you doing this you know um i just love it i mean even even lisa you know it was just hard times for me, but but I was going through some things during COVID. Just some, just with everything going on in yeah. our world at so the time, um, it was yes. like just to see Lisa on my Facebook post, like she loves me, she has my back, you know. Um, yeah. Just grateful, and I I really believe in insurance. We, I just said this actually to a a, a State Farm agent that reached out to me. Um, to talk to me about some things going on with her, um, that in insurance, the industry has developed such a competitive, the industry has such a competitive culture that we don't know how to come together to support each other. Um, We're scared to share our secrets or our business practices. We're scared to be vulnerable and transparent. Um, But yet there's enough business going around for everybody. Mm -hmm. Uh, But but that competitive culture really fosters uh, a mentality of being on an island of your own. And I think in in life in general, that's just not healthy.
0: No. Yeah. Yeah, it's It's just not healthy. And, and how, you
4: know, for the listeners, how do I know when I found my tribe, when you can get on a call and you really don't have an agenda and you're just all over the place, but you're still learning, you're still growing, you're still, you know, that's when, you
1: know, that's your tribe. Yep. Yep. And I think too, we it was such a great example because yesterday we, we got on and our original um outline of content was kind of thrown to the wind, right? For whatever reason. It was kind of thrown to the wind. And we still had like an hour, hour and a half talk that everybody at the end was like, ah, oh, I need that. Yeah. <laughs> right. And it was and that's when, you know, you found your people, that's when you know that you found your your group. Right. Because it doesn't have to be sometimes I think whenever we whenever we see all these like educational things online, we think, oh, I really need to be there. But I have so many other things to do. And we have this internal struggle of whether or not to be there but I got to say, I really do believe that when we get together, you know, we all have three or four monitors on our desks. We're all still doing stuff, but it's, it's like, we're still just completely in one room, just loving on each other, even in that time. And we have such a great attendance to our group because of the fact that I think that everybody gets so much value out of it, whether we have an agenda or not, because it Mm -hmm. is so powerful. Mm -hmm. And I think that, When we can find a group of people that we can be that honest with and that raw with, that we can then overcome a lot of this imposter syndrome because then people see us as we are. And I think sometimes we feel like an imposter because we don't allow ourselves to be vulnerable Uh, around other people. Right. And we feel like we need to. And I made, I made a comment on my first round. We first talked about this is that my version of my best me would be walking up on stage. You know, I'll lose about 50 pounds. I'm going to have a pair of Christian Louboutins on. I'm going to be <laughs> super cute and skinny and I'm just going to wow the group. Rah, right. And you guys were all like, whatever. That is so yeah. like, not you. Yeah. Like, we're like, yeah. Right. And I was like, I was like, but that should be me. And you guys are like, no, that's, That's not who you are. And when people see you through who we want our, I hate to use who we want our image to be, because that's really important, but people see us through the other clouds of image. Right. mm -hmm. I think that's when you get through the imposter syndrome and you get to be able to sit back and trust that the love that you receive is real. And that's really important is that it's not just fake accolades of girl, you got this right. It's, Mm -hmm. it's real love coming back at you. And I think that's how you really work your way through imposter syndrome. Yeah. Lisa,
2: Teresa, this is Lisa. Um, Someone just mentioned it really quickly. And I just want to bring back up. I think another huge key to overcoming imposter syndrome as counterintuitive as this feels, a huge key to overcoming imposter syndrome is to allow yourself to be vulnerable. Mm -hmm. Because if you never allow yourself to be vulnerable and you only put out to the world, I've got this all together. I don't have anything I'm worried about. And you're getting all this positive feedback to me, that feels like it does the opposite. People love me because they love the image I'm putting out there. They don't know how, how much I'm hurting or how much I'm questioning or how much I'm whatever. But if, but if you allow yourself to be vulnerable Mm -hmm. and you're willing to listen to what people are saying to you, which we definitely do it a lot of like, hey, you're great. You're awesome. We definitely also do a lot of, have you thought about doing it this way? I feel like you're second guessing yourself and you, and you don't really have a reason to, or you know, whatever. We're very honest with each other. And if we allow ourselves to be vulnerable and to listen to what others are saying about us and people are still sticking around, they still want to talk to us afterwards, they still think we're doing a good job. That's when it's like, okay, this is past just the surfacey stuff. Maybe I am actually worthy of their time worthy of their attention because they're still sticking around after, you know, seeing me warts and all. And I think that's a, yeah. my mm-hmm. group has done a really good job with. mm mm-hmm.
1: I think it's really important, too, is to also take into consideration that if people are not kind, right, if people are not in your group, people are not a part of your people, right, that we take their comments or we take their their feedback, maybe, and or maybe just a random comments that don't have anything to do with us, that maybe, you know, subversively I'll go, oh, well, that was just like on me, right? Like that was all about me. But the reality is sometimes we need to look at those people in those types of situations and realize that they are doing what is, is in their heart. And I don't really know how to put that, but I know that sometimes we encounter in groups or different places, people that ask for help and ask for feedback and then other people just swarm and attack. Right. Mm -hmm. And it really, I think hurts that, that community, that, that, that honesty and that, that vulnerability that we're talking about. But I think sometimes we need to sit back and think those people have their own Challenges, they have their own issues, and maybe other people have hurt them. That yeah. people sometimes inflict pain to make themselves feel powerful, to make themselves feel important. And that if they're not someone who knows me and they're not somebody who is in my space, right, that they're speaking from their own personal background. They're not speaking from a place where they know me and they have a right to judge me. Right. And, and I think that's really important because sometimes we can, I can, I can, I'm going to talk about myself here. I can get really, really hurt by some random comment that somebody made. And I know that like, um, you know, I can even think about things that my kids at one point said years and years and years ago, completely off the cuff that they had no intention of whatever. Right. And, and I still think about those things and it was never intended to be, mean or bad or whatever right and it's all about our perception and how we hold on to those things and I think being aware of that allows us to be able to see ourselves as we truly are and get over that imposter syndrome a little bit further as well because we're not bringing in all this extra crap it's like water in a boat right if you bring in all this extra water you can't float. You can't move forward and you can't speed across the water to your goals if you're taking on a ton of extra water. So I think as we talk about imposter syndrome, if we look at it that way too, of protecting the thoughts and the things that we let into our life and letting things go that don't have to deal with us, I think that's a really big part of that too. Beth, you wanted to say something?
0: Oh, when I just, when you were talking about you know, people who can throw hate. I was, I, my, what popped into my head is I always tell my kids, like, it's a reflection of the other person. It's yeah. not a reflection of you. And I had written down, um, this, they had steps to overcoming imposter syndrome. And that was one of one of the things is, you know, how true is this? How true are my thoughts? Or how true is, if it's somebody else saying something, how true is this? Which I would say with most negative stuff, it's a reflection of, you know, it, it, it's a reflection of the other person.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Hi.
4: Um, I was just going to say that, you know, another, back to one of the conversations we had in our group when we were talking, when we were going through this, um, I think Tracy, you shared a little bit about just your your um, family dynamics as you were growing up. And I think it's important for for us to also realize that um, we are really the sum total, pretty much of how we we were raised. And a lot of times we have not dealt with the baggage before we came into the industry. And so when we get into the industry, that voice is amplified and it's really easy for others to say things or to do things or to point things out that affect us so much deeper because it is tied to some type of trauma when we were younger. Um, And so I try, I'm trying, especially this year to be a little bit more conscious of that um you know, looking at just different things as to, you know, like like for example, um, you know, there are certain circumstances that um I feel like I have to 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 do it first, or I have to get there first, or I have to, you know, and a lot of that is or or I will let a better example is how I know something is not good for me or it's tearing me down, but I'm still instead of saying, OK, this is just uh, this isn't a good fit for me. I'm trying to make it fit. Um, and some of that has to do with the fact of, you know, when I was younger, my mom said, you know, constantly you never finish anything you do. You're all over the place. You're ADD. And so many times in my career, I have tried to force things that I know were not good or I wasn't, uh, my talents weren't there. And in business, that's really difficult because now as I recognize those things, I delegate it to my staff. But in my early years, I tried to force myself to be great at it instead of delegating it because I didn't want to feel like. I heard her in my back of my head like see there you go you've started this and now you're not finishing it and so I think you yep. know the imposter syndrome really it starts way before you get
2: into career.
1: yeah yeah, yeah. I completely agree. I so completely Ashley,
2: agree. just take that pressure onto yourself. Babies aren't even born yet. Everything you say or do is going to shape them for their whole life. No pressure. Oh my God, no
1: pressure. No pressure. I no
2: no appreciate it. <laughs>
1: Well, you know what? I actually read a book. I didn't even think it's in print anymore because either that or else I totally forgot the name of the book. But I think it was called More Than uh, Than Rubies is what in my mind it was. And it was really not a great book. I'll be very honest with it with you. But there was just one phrase that really stuck out to me. And it was and it was about shine or and this is how I'm going to how I'm going to go ahead and end the podcast today. Is that we need to make sure that whenever we have thoughts or we have words that come out of our mouth, and even thoughts, even things that we say to ourselves, right? Beth had a great idea earlier of naming that inner voice, right? And the, the one that kind of comes to my mind is, okay, Karen, you know, that, that uh-huh. whole thing, even though I love a lot of Karen, so I'm not going to say that. I'm going to name mine something completely different, somebody I've never met. I'm going to make up a name. But... um you know, I think the, the, the concept of, the, of the, the, the section of the book was that everything that comes out of our mouth, think about whatever comes out of our mouth encased in a bubble. And when that bubble drops on the person who hears it, it pops. And when it pops, it either has shine or it has slime. Mm-hmm. And so therefore, it either shines up a person's soul or it slimes up a person's soul. Wow. So therefore, what, whenever we talk to ourselves, whenever we put out into the world, into our home or into other places, are we shining the world or are we sliming the world? And are we building people up? And I, that for me was super powerful. And I think as far as imposter syndrome is something that I need to do to myself, to be able to help myself, to be able to do those things, Mm -hmm. but also into the world. And I think that for me, it's a great visual of keeping myself in in check as well for the, the, for what I put out there into the world for, you know, the universe, for God, for people that that I see and that I love, and even things that you put on Facebook, right, or even things you put on social media have a slime or shine effect at the end of the day. I love that. So, well, everybody, this is a conglomeration. Normally at this point of the podcast, I do tell people, if you want to get a hold of people, how can you do that? But what I want you guys to do real quick is just say your name and your agency name if people want to reach out to you guys. You guys are a force to be reckoned with, and I am super excited to have you as a part of my life personally. And I know that I've personally talked, messaged, cried to each one of you guys, literally, but um, and, uh, so let's start over again and with, with Kai, tell us, uh, your name, where you are in your agency name. So if people want to reach out for you, they can find you. I'm Kai
4: Smith. I am in Birmingham, Alabama, and my agency name is Station 5 Insurance.
1: She's got a cool dog to go with Station 5 Insurance too. She's got the coolest dog. Super excited. I'm going to go love on her dog and then I'm going to go up to Vegas and go love on Ashley's babies. So, oh, so <laughs> sweet.
2: Lisa. I am Lisa Hingle and up in Minneapolis, Minnesota. My agency is called Willowwood Insurance. And uh, definitely through the website, contact us, we'll get to me. Otherwise, through my Facebook page, Facebook message, that'll get to me. I definitely would encourage anybody to reach out. Awesome. Beth.
0: All right. So, Beth De La Forest, um, we have locations in Hudson, Wisconsin, and Gilbert, Minnesota. And the name of the agency is Aspire Insurance Group. It's A-S-P-I-R-E. Website's great. Otherwise, social media as well.
1: Excellent. Ashley.
3: Ashley Mastowski with First Choice Insurance Group in Las Vegas, Nevada. Um, You can find me on social media or reach out to my website at firstchoiceinsurancegroup.com.
1: Excellent. Well, everybody, I'm super excited. These are my people. I know I've said that so many times. But guys, I cannot even, and I know that you probably have been able to hear the love that has actually been able to come across, which is why with this conversation, I wanted to make parts of it public so that that way we can hopefully inspire you as a powerful woman or person in the insurance space. So whatever you do, if you are working with corporate, if you're working as an agency, if you are a producer, if you are in sales, if you're in data, whatever it is, every single week we do represent and issue another episode of the Power Women in Insurance and please make sure you give us a review online. We'd love to hear your your thoughts, give us feedback, and make sure that you tune in next Wednesday for another amazing episode where we talk to amazing and powerful people and women all over the country in the insurance space. Everybody, have a great day. Thanks, Tracy. Thank love you, ladies.